Newport, Rhode Island. This coastal city offers rich history, fantastic Gilded Age architecture, a vibrant art scene, miles and miles of beaches, hiking trails, sailing, and many festivals throughout the year. Episode 52 of The Family Vacationer starts now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny, and this is episode 52 of The Family Vacationer. Friends, if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. And today we're starting a new series on small town vacations right here in the U.S. Larger towns and resort destinations are great, but there are amazing smaller towns across the country that deserve our time. That's right. And our first town that we're going to take a look at is one of my favorite towns that I've visited anywhere in the U.S., and that's Newport, Rhode Island. Newport's a seaside city. It's about 33 miles from Providence, Rhode Island, and about 74 miles south of Boston, just to give you an idea where it's at. It's a summer resort town for New England and famous for beautiful mansions and has a rich sailing history. Every challenge to America's Cup took place in Newport between 1930 and 1983. Newport's also hosted the first U.S. Open for both tennis and golf. 400 miles of coastline affords lots and lots of quality summer beach days. Now, I was there in the late summer, early fall, and one of the things I loved most about Newport are the wharf areas. You know, you visit some places and you know they're historic, but in Newport you feel the history as you walk around. Joining us today to talk about Newport, Rhode Island is Catherine Farrington. Catherine's career at Discover Newport, Rhode Island began over 29 years ago, developing many non-peak season events and packaging travel programs throughout the industry. She went on to develop sponsorship programs for the Bureau and championed the film industry in the municipalities and the Rhode Island Film and Television Office. Later in her tenure, she headed the communications, public relations efforts at the DMO, ultimately being promoted to Vice President of Tourism Marketing. And this year, she also heads up the Visitor Services Program for the company. She proudly leads an all-female team of dynamic professionals tasked with marketing the nine coastal communities in the destination. Catherine, welcome to the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Danny. We are glad to have you. So Newport is a beautiful town, but in your opinion, what makes it a family travel destination? Well, uh, let me, I have to correct you first, Rob, because Newport is a city. It is city. a city of Newport. Yes, it is a okay. city. And I know this sounds super cliche, but I have to say in the 35 plus years I've lived here, um, I feel like it is totally a family destination for travel. It's got a little bit of something for everybody, and it's got something every single season that families are looking for. Of course, we're in the middle of our summer season, as you are aware of, and it's just crazy here. It's just filled with families trying to get their vacations in before all the kids go back to school, which I love. Um, and I, you know, I, I love seeing the families here, youngsters and, you know, with their kids, with their grandparents. Because again, there is sailing, there is polo, there is fishing, there is kite flying, there is every kind of adventurous recreation you can think of here. We have this one really cool um, 
adventurous uh, game. Well, not a game. It's actually an attraction called the Rail Explorers. Ooh. And it's something that you can actually get on a rail car. It rides the railroad tracks and it takes you from one point of the island to the next. And it's something that you can do if you're 80 to 8. It's a really fun new attraction. That and it runs cool. from, you know, it's really cool. And that's just one of the many. I mean, you know, when I talk about all the things there are to see and do here, I like to also talk about seasonally. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the coming up season, in the fall, we have apple picking, we have corn mazes, we have harvest festivals, we have... Um, you know, boats and we have forts you can climb. Halloween, we have a, an amazing haunted fort that scares me a little bit sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I, I like to say that Newport, you know, we don't have water slides. We don't have, you know, a theme park. But I think that when you look at our destination in a whole, and especially nowadays where families want to come to a destination and educate, and Danny, you as a teacher can appreciate this, Yes. and also inspire their children. Um, this is the destination for it, because we really do have living history um, celebrations here, and there are a lot of hands-on activities that kids can do to learn about the past um, to prepare them for the future. Um, one, you know, one of the things I love to do is take my nieces and nephews to um, the Breakers for their children's tour, which is really something. It's 45 minutes long, and it gives kids an overview of the mansion. It talks about the architecture, but it also does it in a really fun way that kids enjoy. So they talk about, you know, there's dolphins underneath the staircase, and there's lions in the music room and (laughs) dragons in the dining room. And they actually talk about the children of the Vanderbilt family that actually lived there. And what they used to do, like sliding down the banister and just getting into, you know, activities and getting into some ruckus that they weren't really supposed to be getting into. So it's kind of a neat little overview. I also like the part of um, the museums that we have here. We have car museums. We have tennis museums. We have a brand new sailing museum that is going to be super hands-on interactive for kids Next, that's opening next year, actually, in 2022, which is very exciting for us, as we are the sailing capital of the world, as you know. Right. Um, and again, you know, I, I kind of going all over the map in, as far as talking about what we do in the summer and the fall and the winter. But, you know, there are when I say there is something for everybody here, there really is. If you don't like to go on a boat, you don't have to. You can, you know, stay on land. You can we have a million playgrounds and parks and you know, kite flying is one of the biggest things that we do out here at Brenton Park. There's bicycle, you can rent bicycles, you can um, just do a little bit of everything. So when I say it is a destination for all type of family fun, I really mean that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you mentioned the history, and I talked about it a little in the opening. You know, you, you can go to a lot of places and you know that they're historical places, but when I was walking around Newport, you could just feel it. I mean, you, you knew history. I mean, it just, it looks like an old seaport, you know, city, not town city. Um, but you can just, you can feel <laughs> the history does. around you. You yeah. really can from the cobblestone streets to, you know, the gaslight lampposts. Um, you really do. You're right. And, and just the, you know, we have the largest number of wooden stick buildings still in existence. And I have to credit Doris Duke, 
the Duke Foundation, Duke University. Doris, Miss um, Duke came here and she had a mansion here, Rough Point, which is a beautiful mansion. But she also started an organization called the Restoration Foundation. And what she did is she restored these colonial homes so that they wouldn't be torn down. Uh-huh. And so um, to preserve them, oh, yes, and they're amazing inside. They are actual colonial homes. In fact, some of them have hearts in every single room. I'm even talking about in the bathroom. <laughs> so the fact that she preserved these homes and what they, the foundation does is they rent them out to people. So you can actually rent a historic home and live in it. Oh, wow. So it's kind of really, and you're right, this whole area does just exude history um, and adventure and excitement. I mean, we have the pirate tours. We have ghost tours, um, you know, because back then we had several pirates that were here. Um, we have this really great boat called the Rum Runner, which is a motor yacht that was actually used during Prohibition to go in between the coves to, you know, get the illegal hooch um, <laughs> and spread it around town. So it's really, it, and again, another part of history. And of course, sailing is a huge part of our history. We have the America's Cup sailing vessels here all over the harbor. So it's really on any given day, you'll see them in the harbor. Uh, It's just beautiful. And then, you know, if you segue into the fall season, um, you know, the kids are back to school. But on the weekends, we have activities all the time for kids to do um, in our museums and our mansions and with our festivals that we have in the fall. And, you know, there's apple picking, there's corn mazes, there's, you know, um, horseback riding. There's just lots to do in the fall. And, of course, in the wintertime, when you get into the holiday season, that's one of my special times. The whole I bet town, it's beautiful. The whole town. See, I said town, Rob. The whole city is <laughs> lit up with beautiful white light. Yeah. We have an illuminated boat parade on the harbor. You know, oh, wow. you can watch the parade of boats. Yeah, it's a little chilly out there, but um, uh, it's really bet. great. And you know, we have the the mansions and museums are all decorated, and it's just really spectacular here at Christmas time. And they have a huge month long celebration of activities for every every age that's amazing yeah okay so we i I did want to ask you about the history here i I am a history history buff i love it absolutely Uh love it um (laughs) and uh you know you've been mentioning some of these mansions um can you talk a little bit about specific the the specific popular mansions and maybe some other historical landmarks that are around oh definitely oh definitely well the mansions, um, I, I always like to talk about the colonial era first, because that was, of course, here before the mansions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Newport was a colonial town, as you mentioned before, Rob. You know, you just feel that here. Um, the cobblestone streets and the little wooden buildings that are surrounding and the, and the gaslit light uh, lamps. But, um, you know, the colonial era segues into, of course, the Gilded Age. And why did they come here? Well, They came here from New York City because it was very hot and they wanted to get away from the city, go to a place where it was cool in the summer. And because of the wind off the water, around two o'clock every day, you have this great, wonderful breeze that just flows through uh, Newport. And that's why they built these grand mansions here. Um, The Vanderbilts, the Orlicks, um, you know, uh, the Berwins, they all tried to outdo the Astors. Mrs. Astor was one of the first (laughs) Yes, built her mansion and they all followed. And some are on the yeah. water side and some are on the 
land side, but they have beautiful gardens. And with them, they brought these beautiful mansions with beautiful manicured lawns and these trees they brought from all over the world. Um, so we have this great uh, arboretum of, of trees in each one of these places. And, you know, it's a celebration of um, each of these distinct families uh, coming here and building these. And, you know, it's wonderful to be able to share them with the public, um, right. thanks to the Newport Preservation Society of Newport County. Um, it's It was their dream to open these homes and provide um, just a peek inside a world that many of us aren't familiar with. <laughs> right. The rich and famous, yeah. as somebody said once. Um, and they've taken painstaking efforts to preserve these. You know, these are not inexpensive homes to preserve, but they work very hard to do that and to educate people on the importance of it. So we're very blessed to have those here along with our historic mansion, uh, museums as well. So summertime in Newport, that's, that's when I was there around late summer, early fall. And you mentioned offline that summer kind of sells itself in the area. But can you talk about, you? I know you guys have 400 miles of, of coastline. Can you talk a little bit about the beaches? Beautiful coastline, yes. Uh, the beaches are great here. Um, you, you don't get the pristine beaches um, anywhere, I think, in the, well, anywhere in New England right. like you do here. Um, and, you know, there's so much to see and do when you come to the beach. Of course, I just like to sit in the sand and, you know, jump in the water and just, and you know, the, the beach is important, but the ocean is also very important because we have a huge marine industry mm -hmm. here too. Um, and I guess I could segue into the culinary part of it all, but you know, Newport, I'm sure many of you have heard of the Quahog, which is the Rhode Island clam. I oh, have you haven't not. heard of the Quahog? No, I don't Ooh. think I have. I have to yes, educate you, you gentlemen. Sounds mean. Quahog is a uh, Rhode Island clam. And you know about New England clam right. chowder, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's uh, clam, potatoes, and onions, and it's got a heavy cream base. And New York-style clam chowder, the Manhattan, that has that red tomato base. Well, in Rhode Island, we have our very own kind of quahog chowder that's made with a broth-based. So it's very um, okay. thin. And you see everything that's in there, <laughs> the, yeah. the clams and the potatoes and the onions and you name it. So, again, um, yes, the beaches are very important to us. The ocean is something we want to preserve forever because uh, people do come here, um, flock to the beaches just to enjoy or to surf or to sail or a lot of them fish. And, you know, we have this really great fishing and lobster tour mm. called the Gansett Tour. And he actually takes kids out. And they can actually, they, they drop a lobster pot in the ocean and then they pick it up a, you know, a couple, like an hour later and they usually have a lobster. I don't know how that happens, mm -hmm. but it yeah. does. And they teach kids about the importance of when you catch the lobster, you know, the different part anatomy of the lobster and, you know, um, what you can take and what you can't. And it's really a fun tour. And they also take kids out uh, fishing too. So they appreciate the marine you know, the, the uh, part of the ocean that is so important to us here. And that's why, you know, I like to say here, seafood is our bread and butter. It really is from the clamming, the cohogs, you know, they have these rakes that they rake the cohogs up um, out of the ocean um, to the fishing that we have here. So the ocean is not only our entertainment for us 
for a way to, you know, enjoy the outdoors, but it's also a livelihood for quite a few people. Mm -hmm. And actually they're trying to get more um, kids involved in the marine industry here in Rhode Island. We have a seafood initiative to train, you know, high school students and even eighth graders um, about the importance of the sea and that, you know, you may want to get into this cohogging industry or fishing industry that's so um, vibrant here in Rhode Island. Both of my boys would love that. They would absolutely love that. It's not as wild as that um, that that show on television. What's it called? It looks, <laughs> that looks a little violent to me. It's not as violent as Some, that. something like <laughs> Wicked Tuna or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Wicked I think Tuna. I know what you're it's not about. quite <laughs> yeah. that violent, but it is a, a growing industry here. And you know, there's a lot of people make their livelihood. We have a lot of aquaculture here too. People that are growing um, uh, clams and so forth, and oysters, oyster beds here in Rhode Island. Mm. So. It's really becoming something all right so understanding that we are still dealing with covid we mm-hmm. are excited to start talking about festivals again and sure what are some of the festivals that families can look forward to in the area well we have a really great you know we represent not only newport but we represent other coastal communities in newport um, and bristol county so over in bristol they have this great british motor car festival it's coming up in a couple of weeks and it's a lot of fun. And again, I feel like we have all of a sudden we've had this tendency towards all these car museums, but it's a really neat festival that families enjoy. We have food truck festivals at our fort. We have this great historic fort, Fort Adams, um, which I always love to go to because it really makes me feel like I'm back in time. Um <laughs> And, you know, we also have classical music concerts and they do have a component for children. Hmm. Um, And even like our past folk and jazz festival, they didn't this year, but they usually do have a special tent set up just for children. Um, They have music for children. They have activities for kids. They have special food for kids. Um, And I'm hoping they'll resume that next year uh, for the folk and the jazz festival, because a lot of families bring their children to these festivals because they want them to hear this great music. Yeah, absolutely. But we also have um, a seafood festival too, oh. which as I just spoke oh. about, I know. Yeah, you're getting our Again, attention. And it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We have clams and lobster and scallops and every kind of fish you could imagine. So yeah, that's a big one in the fall. And it's nice because it kind of segues into the fall season um, when there's certain kinds of varieties of fish available um, to our restaurant uh, chefs. So yeah, festivals are something we are really known for here in Newport right. and throughout our uh, eight coastal communities. And I am 100% sure they're going to be coming back again. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we probably lost about four or five of them, but uh, everybody kind of worked hard this year to try to, you know, be safe and yeah. yet still give people an experience because that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I know I can tell you at Christmas time, you know, the... Newport Christmas in Newport has huge activities and those are going to continue because most of those are outside for the most part, right? Tree lighting ceremonies and choral concerts and, and so forth. So yeah, festivals reign lodging. We have lodging again, lodging is another component of the destination that definitely, um, you know, works with families. A lot of our families um, come in the summer, as I mentioned, but 
a lot of times our hotels offer these special packaging for families. They did during COVID, especially because families could come and live here, right? They could all work from their mm-hmm. computers wherever they were. Kids could still be, you know, right. on, on their computers, you know, for school. So um, a lot of our hotels that were open did offer family packaging and they're continuing that trend. So you'll see, for example, one of our hotels, Gurney's has a kids club where they offer special amenities to the children. We have a great new property called the Wayfinder Hotel that has a beautiful pool and they have, you know, they've adapted kid programs for the families that come there. And a lot of times in I guess it's February school vacation. We have a lot of events and activities here during that time. And of course, living in New England, you have different school vacations from Connecticut to New York to Massachusetts to even Rhode Island. So it's probably almost the last week in January through the full week, the full month of February, where school vacation, there's all kinds of things and all the hotels offer packaging, which is really nice. I like to see that. I'm just going to say I've personally stayed at the Marriott uh, mm-hmm. in Newport, and I had a a room where the balcony opened up into the bay, and you want to that was it was incredible. I wasn't traveling with the family back then, but it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, the views are spectacular; they really are. And again, the Marriott we have uh, four major hotels in Newport, and the Marriott is one of the ones that does do family programming. And of course, the, you know, you want to segue into the restaurants as well because. Most of our hotels have restaurants and they do adapt. Um, they have menus, kids menus, which I'm always looking at and always trying to keep the family occupied <laughs> while they're waiting for their food, which is always a challenge. I know um, when I was raising my son, we didn't have the little, we didn't have our phones that they could watch videos yeah. on. <laughs> you know? That's kind of a blessing them, and a curse though. Yes. You have to keep them entertained in other ways, you know, so... But yeah, no, our restaurants, we have several restaurants. One of my favorites is the, the Brick Alley Pub. And, you know, they have this conglomeration of all kinds of different pictures and like a big train that runs through the whole entire restaurant. And let me tell you, they keep kids occupied <laughs> while the parents are eating. And then at the end of the dinner, if you've been really good, you get to go to this like uh, toy chest and pick a toy. So, you know, it's kind of a, uh, oh, nice. again... It's kind of different. Each restaurant kind of morphs their own kids' menus, um, but they all have them for the most part, which is nice. And especially where a lot of the restaurants are outdoors now, you know, they have an outdoor component. And it's great that the kids right. can kind of do their own thing outdoors and they're not really, you know, everybody's enjoying the outdoors. So it's it's a win-win for, for the parents and for the children and for those dining around them. It's been a while, but I remember eating at Flo's. Uh, yeah, Flo's Clam Shack. I got a, yeah. a bucket right. of clams, and I can't remember what all was in there, but I mean, they just brought a big bucket to the table, and it, oh, oh man, yeah. it was good. It was so yeah. good. I told you, clam, clams are it in this in this little yep. neck of the woods. The clams are it. But yeah, Flo's Clam Shack actually has two locations, one in Portsmouth and one in Newport, and the one in Newport has a lot of different fun uh, sort of they have a big shark's uh, head in there. The kids love to stick their head in and pretend, you know, take pictures, pretend they're being eaten by jaws. <laughs> and it's right across from the beach. So it's a great location, you know. Um, and again, you know, we have surfing. Kids can take surfing lessons. Kids can take sailing. 
Sailing lessons are another big thing. We have a, the, a, pri a public sailing school called Sail Newport, and um, it's great to see the kids out on the water. You know, they're training them uh, and teaching them how to sail, which is important. Yes. I, I would imagine I would be scared to let my kids try that, but just because I, I would be scared. No, no, no. They would... They're very, it, no, it's very safe. They're all tied up before they really, until they graduate, they're all the little boats are tied together. So there's no way, and they all have life jackets on. So there's no way you can lose them. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about them. They're all together. I'm worried about what they might do uh, <laughs> to, to the, uh, yeah, the boats, <laughs> things around them. Yeah. Any kind of collateral damage that might be in their wake. That's what I would worry about. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We don't have to worry about that. But one of the best things that families always, um, I would recommend families do, and actually this is one of my favorite things to do here. I like to do this in the winter, but um, is walk the cliff walk. Cliff walk is a three and a half mile walk that is the oceans on one side and our beautiful mansions are on the other side. And it's really a fun, it's a really beautiful walk. Um, and, you know, at any given time, I've walked it, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon or even late evening. And you'll see in the afternoon the surfers that will just jump on their boards, hop over the wall and just go right out and surf. That that to me is like unbelievable. Um, but it's just not it's just a beautiful walkway. And kids love it. You know, they're always like running ahead of the parents and dogs. You can bring your dog on a leash there and it, it's just very tranquil. I like to do it in the winter with a nice cup of coffee and just mm. bundled up and just wind is whipping and it, it's just beautiful. And of course, in the summer, there's blossoms everywhere. And a lot of people like to do that um, here in Newport. That's one of the, the things to do. A lot of people get engaged on the cliff walk. Um, yeah. Um, but it's just a nice family. You know, I look, we like to always offer, here are some free things that families can do when they come here because you know, um, it's expensive sometimes to come to destinations. And again, we do have family packaging. If you go on our website, discovernewport.org uh, and look under stay and save, we do have packages there that um, some of our properties offer. Um, and it's a great way to see the destination, um, you know, all season long. Absolutely. Well, finally, let's put you on the spot. What are, and you may have already mentioned some of them, but what are your favorite spots yeah. in Newport? Well, I like to be out on a boat. <laughs> I like to be. I like to go out on a boat and see Newport from the water. I think it's really beautiful, and I always tell people once you've you know driven down Bellevue Avenue or down America's Cup Avenue, and you've seen all there is to see you know, between the sh wonderful shops that we have. And we do have a lot of really unique, fun shops um, here. And then to be out on a boat and look back at the, at the city, it's really spectacular. And, you know, Newport was founded on religious freedom. Rhode Island was founded on religious freedom. And so when you're on a boat, you can see the different spires of all the churches and synagogues that, you yeah. know, that's why Newport became Newport, right? you know, because people could practice whatever they wanted to, to preach here. It was a little bit of everything. And we have the first um, synagogue in the United States right here, Torah Synagogue in Newport. We have the first Quaker meeting house and um, the first Catholic parish in Rhode Island. So there's a lot of firsts here, but that's what I like to do when I'm, and, you know, in the fall, it's nice to just take a boat and look back and see this beautiful city. Um, that I love to promote and, and live in. So, 
And I also like to walk the cliff. It is absolutely a beautiful town. And as you mentioned, for, for more information on visiting Newport, you can consult your local travel agent and also go visit discovernewport.org. Catherine, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you, Danny, and thank you, Rob, and I will see you guys. You know, we're not that far from Atlanta. No. So, nope. you know, <laughs> Short plane it's ride. really not that far. I think you can come up here. We can do All it. Right? All right. Absolutely. Well, everybody take care been a pleasure and yes, happy summer you too thank, thank you thank you if your family is interested in visiting newport rhode island i'd love to help you plan that vacation as a certified travel associate my services are always free to my clients just drop me a line at rjones at starstufftravel.com and let's start planning your visit to newport that does it for this week join us next week as we speak with special guest mike kent about traverse city michigan till next time Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.